Hello, and welcome to another episode on the Total Space Network. In this episode, we are taking a deep dive look into Blue Origin's new Shepard rocket that just recently had its 14th launch. Is Blue Origin ready to fly humans over the Karman line? Let's find out. I'm Mikko, the host of Deep Dive Fridays. Better get started with some Blue Origin history. Blue Origin was founded in 2000 by a man who was the richest man in the world for a long time, and also the founder of Amazon, Jeff Bezos. So Blue Origin has always had a good base funding. Blue Origin's goal is to make the access to space cheaper and more reliable with reusable launch vehicles. The company motto is Gradatim Ferociter, Latin for step-by-step ferociously. Currently, they have one operational suborbital rocket, New Shepard. Their next vehicle will be reusable orbital rocket, New Glenn. Do you get the naming scheme? Alan Shepard was the first American to go to space and John Glenn was the first American to perform an orbital flight. And their third rocket has already been named New Armstrong. Sounds like that they may go to the moon and beyond with that one. Blue Origin are also developing a lunar lander, Blue Moon, with few other companies calling themselves the national team. Blue Origin will also make the main engines for ULA's rocket, Vulcan. But let's circle back to the new Shepard rocket, which just did its 14th flight. New Shepard is reusable vertical takeoff vertical landing suborbital launch vehicle that will launch humans to space in the near future. The main goal of the rocket is space tourism, where people will go on a short 11-minute flight that goes over the international 100-kilometer Karman line, where space starts. So you would be able to say that you've been to space, unlike with Virgin Galactic space plane that doesn't cross the line. But even with that, you can see the curve of the Earth. And as previously mentioned, the name New Shepard makes reference to the first American astronaut in space, Alan Shepard, one of the original NASA Mercury 7 astronauts who ascended to space on a suborbital trajectory similar to that planned for New Shepard. What you may not have known, the first development vehicle of the New Shepard program was a subscale demonstration vehicle named Goddard, built in 2006 following earlier engine development efforts by Blue Origin. Goddard made its first flight on 13th November 2006. Named after rocketry pioneer Robert H. Goddard, the vehicle climbed for approximately 10 seconds, reaching a height of roughly 85 meters, or 279 feet, before starting to descend and making a controlled landing back on its landing legs approximately 25 seconds after takeoff. So you could say Blue Origin was making hops comparable to SpaceX Grasshopper quite a while before SpaceX. Still, at the time, SpaceX had already flown their first Falcon 1 rocket. 
which of course ended up being a failure. But this does show how the companies took different paths, the other going for orbital right away, while the other started practicing landings. A crew capsule was also needed, and design was begun on the space capsule in early 2000s. One development milestone along the way became public. On October 19, 2012, Blue Origin conducted a successful pad escape, a full-scale suborbital crew capsule at its West Texas launch site. For the test, the capsule fired its pusher escape motor and launched from a launch vehicle simulator. The crew capsule traveled to an altitude of 703 meters or 2307 feet under active thrust vector control before descending safely by parachute to a soft landing 500 meters downrange or 1630 feet. New Shepard is powered by BE3 engine which is short for Blue Engine 3. Its development started in the early 2010s and completed acceptance testing in early 2015. The engine, all to a bit modified, will power the Nugland rocket's upper stage and it was also under consideration by ULA for use in a new second stage, the advanced cryogenic evolved stage, but that didn't happen. BE-3 was actually Blue Origin's third engine. First engine was a simple single propellant engine called Blue Engine 1, BE-1, which used peroxide propellant and generated only 8.9 kN or 2000 pounds of thrust. And their second, the Blue Engine 2, BE-2, which was a bipropellant engine using kerosene and peroxide, producing 140 kilonewtons or 31,000 pounds of thrust. In January 2013, the company announced the development of the Blue Engine 3, BE3, a new liquid hydrogen liquid oxygen LH2-LOX cryogenic engine. By late 2013, it was demonstrated that the engine could produce 490 kilonewtons or 110,000 pounds of thrust at full power and could successfully throttle down to as low as 110 kilonewtons or 25,000 pounds of thrust for use in controlled vertical landings. Blue Origin made the first flight test of the engine on the new Shepard flying a boost profile to 93.5 kilometers or 307,000 feet in altitude on 27th of April 2015. This was a partially successful flight, booster failing to land, but the capsule landed successfully. Second booster, NS2, was the first to reach the Karman line on its first flight and made a successful landing on 23rd of November 2015. This was before SpaceX's first successful landing of an orbital booster, but if these are even comparable to each other is another thing. Third flight of the New Shepard Market 
the first reuse of a booster on 22nd January in 2016. The NS2 booster eventually did a total of five successful launches with landings with final flight demonstrating a successful test of the in-flight abort system on 5th October 2016. Booster was not expected to survive, but it did. Seventh launch marked the first launch of the third booster, NS3, and a new crew capsule 2.0. This booster also did an in-flight abort test and started doing commercial payloads. Thirteenth flight in total and this booster's seventh launch also demonstrated lunar landing technology for possible use in the Artemis missions in future. 14th launch, unfortunately, so a new booster, in my opinion. I was kinda hoping that Blue Origin demonstrated an 8th launch with the same booster, since SpaceX has gotten to the same 7 flights per booster, after Blue Origin has demonstrated it. I expect SpaceX to do an 8th launch and landing within few months, hitting the new record. Although there seems to be some information that Blue Origin will do an 8th flight of the booster this year. So 14th flight was uncrewed qualification flight for NS4 booster and capsule as well as Maiden flight for NS4. Looks like first crewed mission is planned for the second flight of the NS4 booster in 2022. Overall, all of the New Shepard missions have been successful, and even the last mission, even though Booster looked like it had trouble navigating to the pad, being highly tilted at one point. This may have been due to high winds, or possibly some nag in the systems. But still, it landed on the pad, even if not in the middle, and to me this shows their landing system to be quite well designed and durable. Another thing that was new with this flight were the amazing drone shots. So if you haven't seen the flight, you really should. Before we wrap this up, I would have wanted to see humans on board New Shepard years ago, really. It does look like they fly the same profile over and over again, testing as one system at a time. But I'm hopeful we will see the first crude flight fairly soon, if not this year, then hopefully next year. The rocket and the capsule certainly seem ready for it, compared to SpaceX, who only did one full test flight of crew capsule before putting Bob and Duck on it. I would say 14 test flights are quite enough. In fact, I was expecting Blue Origin to fly humans before SpaceX. But the Blue Origins motto seems accurate here. If you want to learn more about space tourism in near future, check the next Becoming Multiplanetary episode with our great hosts Kage and Rich LB. They will talk about Virgin Galactic, Blue Origin and SpaceX. I've been Mikko, the host of Deep Dive Fridays. Special thanks for making our episodes possible goes to Adrian Moisa, the Angry Astronaut, Howard Walker, Sami Oscuro, What About It, Chisuan and Sebastian, Gio Bagliari, Framerick, 
Susie R and Marco. Thank you. And if you enjoy the content we are producing and would like to be one of these awesome people, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash totalspace. Also, check out our new sweet-looking website at totalspace.net. Kage and Ritz LB have been putting a ton of their time on it, and it does show. Also, check out our merch store. We actually have some nice coffee mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, most of them made by our host Another Space Nut. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TotalSpaceNet. You can also find the other hosts on Twitter. Thanks for listening and have an awesome day.